Radio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. I'm Stephen Podder and let's welcome the team. First, a man who this week on the Football Daft group chat has decided to revitalise his career as a goalkeeper after reliving the fact that at Saltcoats Highland Games, he won player of the tournament after only conceding one goal in seven games. It's no Andy Gorham, it's no Andy Dibble. It's no Chris Woods, it's no Shaboni, it's no Stefan Claus, it's no McGregor, it is Graham Steveley. What's happening, big man? What are you saying to it? I, I just had a wee bit of memories because you were asking me, because I always like to get a goalkeeper on the show. I love goal, I loved the goalies. See, when I was young, obsessed with Andy Gorham. And I was, a, and you might laugh, but I was a good goalie. Just when you read that back there, I won play of the tournament after only conceding one goal in seven games. That is a fact. It was a Sunday morning, and the one goal that I let in was a penalty. So I won Hauk's primary at that. And there'll be people for Hauk's that will be listening to this going, God, I remember that day, he did do that. I was a good goalkeeper. Uh, I was a goalkeeper for Hauk's. I was a goalkeeper at Tass. But where I shined predominantly was First Stevenson Boys Brigade. Now, you might laugh at that and say BBs. Fuck, why BBs? But see the BB league down here? It was bigger than any boys group. Can I any competitive? It was, we were we were a team, man. We had, uh, we had fucking all sorts of players. McMullen in the team, we had... He's probably known all these boys, right? But I know Mike Mullen. They, oh, well, hey. do you know what? He actually scored. He was the youngest ever goal scorer for Air United. Aye. There you go. Get a bad injury. You did, you because he went to ICW for a while, didn't he? Aye, he was a go. player. He get was a, a player. Bad, get a bad injury. I work with a guy that knows Mick as well and played with Chris Folds. And he, right. says it, he says mm-hmm. it makes one of the best players that he ever played with. Ever. So that's my biggest regret is doing these charity games and no going goals. I probably that's what I was going to say, mate. You could, you could, uh, you because remember Gorham only played the first half, did you know? Mm-hmm. I know. You could, you could the, goals. I know. I, I, I do regret it now, but I, and even Stephanie, because we mean Stephanie. Sometimes we got the partner and she has balls into me, and I have the I get the gloves on and all that, and she's always telling me I'm all good. So hey, just for <laughs> just for yeah, 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 just for the listeners out there, right? I know he's all thinking he goes out playing football, he's misses and gets flung in goals and she rattles the balls into him. But I've seen some videos that Grado sent. She's 10 times the player Grado is. Outfield player. Ah, she played, she played she, for Rangers. Ah, exactly. She's very good. And Grado, I, I could believe he was a good so, goalie, man. I just so love it. Anyway, the best woman's footballer since James Rodriguez. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I've rumours to be... I just love the image of Grado and Stephanie Coming up for a kickabout. Oh, see, John Lawson, there was nothing else today, and it was good for exercise. Stephanie's like, right, Grado, you get in the kitchen, get that silver side fucking pasted, whatever, get it in the oven, get the dinner sorted, and then we'll go for a kickabout, and you can get in goals. It's Grado, get in there, get the meat in the oven, I'm going out the back today, keep you up. Exactly. Listen. Um, you're right, she did play for Rangers, but and I know this sounds pathetic because she has my girlfriend that, but when we did go to the party and she did hit the boss, she did tell me I was good. She was, you're a good goalkeeper. Not, mate, I believe you, believe you. Uh, hey. You know, back in the day, I had the, I had the gloves, I had the, she's, the, the mate, she was just trying to get a roll. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to get a goal. Yes, she was trying to aye, get aye, a goal. Aye, sorry, now, also, Lord Lord the tone, Chris, come on. I Lord the tone, and now we'll give him his introduction that he deserves. Yeah, bang on. <laughs> 
the season that keeps on giving for Christopher Toll as we welcome him to the show. And thanks to Rick Bobby on Twitter, we have now discovered that not only his team is shite this season, but he is, we've discovered that he doesn't tip delivery drivers. Toll, that's right. pathetic. I'm going to tell you something right now. Right? Rick I'm Bobby, the, the views of Rick Bobby, not us. We've just been yes, told. Rick Bobby left the food at the door and was in his car to get away, right, and shouts out the windy. Do you do that podcast? We great on that. I says, ah, you went out class and drove away. He didn't give me a chance to give him a fucking tip. No, 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 no. All we can do, me and Grado and John, all we can do is take both sides, right? So it's at the moment, it's Rick Bobby's word against Chris Toll. So Rick Bobby, if you're listening, you're saying he doesn't tip, but Chris Toll is defending himself and saying you didn't give him a chance to tip. So we need to get to the bottom of this at some point. I'm, I'm going to Do you want to know why I know who it was? Because obviously I don't know who Rick Bobby is. He's the only delivery driver that's came here recently that has to get a tip. And that's the reason why. So there you so, go, Rick so I, I actually believe you. I can't see you being... I don't see you being a non-tipper. No chance, mate. That doesn't do with you. I, do, you I, do I know why? I, I, I like to tip delivery drivers because I used to go out and deliver Chinese with my mate Davey mm-hmm. and see it, it's a fucking, it's a hard job. It's a half job. I thought, I thought you were going to say because you like, had a pub and I thought you were going to say you had a takeaway show when you were younger. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, did you, what, what did you do to help it? I just like, hung about with him. <laughs> <laughs> hung about with him. <laughs> I bet years ago Nicola was a fucking home help when she was at uni nice to just hang about with her in the motor and all while she was mm. gone like, fucking clearing old guys arses and all that and I'd just be sitting <laughs> in the motor smoking about 20 Marlboro <laughs> did you, know you get in at the end did you just get like a horn for a chicken buzz or anything like that no mate I'll know this is this an exclusive I used to dip their chips all the time. <laughs> See, I can imagine you doing that. That's fucking aye, dirty. Aye, aye, That's just not a, right. Just a wee chip. Just a wee chip. Just the one. No. I done it myself. I'd love it for aye. the chip, for the fish and chips. Yeah. Because so, I didn't want night too much. Yeah. Uh, too much a tease. <laughs> <laughs> right. So maybe Rick Bobby. I, I Rick Bobby, and we'll get to the boat, mate. Rick, if you're listening, it's your own fault. You stupid. Fucking delivery. You jumped in your motor, right? Wait the next time. I don't like to call Rick it's, too many it's, names. By the way, he's a big bit of a boy. I think you <laughs> watch yourself. Rick, wait for your tap the next time. Cause no, listen, no. He's on, he's on pubs and all that. He's yeah, not shy yeah, a few bob. Yeah, yeah, he's not getting a fucking tip after grassing this. <laughs> so, Rick, see you next time. In fact, do you know what? He will get a tip. He'll get a tip. Uh, I don't want him to be spitting my food. <laughs> he delivers for a place called The Lads and it's the fucking best grand ever. Honest to God. The Lads? The Lads? Aye, the Lads, aye. Telling aye. you, man. Telling you. Fucking lads are going to be running at your door, man. No tipping fucking Rick Bobby, man. The lads <laughs> are going to be coming at your door. <laughs> right, Scottish football chips, as we are recording on a Thursday afternoon, it is breaking news that Scott Brown is joining Aberdeen at the end of the season and accompanying Stephen Glass as his assistant, but it sounds like Toll. This, this is getting me. Toll, you there? Yes, I'm here. This I've, is getting I've, I've, not, I've not had, it's literally just broke. The news is just Aye. broke, so I've mm. not had time to absorb it yet. Great servant to the club. And his best days by him, I would say so. His first venture into management, an assistant, uh, being a coach kind of thing. 
get, it's a good good club to go to. Eh? You know what I mean? So, fuck it, all the best to him. Right, it's like, like we were saying, old fair man. It's like right, Stephen Gerrard's the manager of Rangers. Scott Brown is away to Aberdeen. Maybe Roy Keane's going to take over at Celtic if you believe the rumours. It is like fucking FIFA career mode or something. Like I'm playing FIFA for like ten years, man. Things have just changed. Roy Keane is the rumour that isn't going away, and the rumour is Roy Keane and Nicky Butt. Tom, what's your thoughts on that? You keen on Butt? <laughs> <laughs> You've been saving that up, haven't you? For a bit. <laughs> Four hours. Magic, magic mate. Magic. <laughs> I like that tickled me. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, as I'll, I'm sure that this question is going to come up later on in the show in the open line, so I'll just touch on it briefly. I don't want Roy Keane as a Celtic manager. I don't want Nicky Butt as a Celtic assistant or whatever the fuck he's going to be, it's just no for me. It's no for me. But no? there is that interesting, as a Rangers fan, we can sit here and go, oh, I can't wait fucking Keane and all that. He's going to, you know, praying that it doesn't work out. But it, it, either way, it's going to be mega, mega interesting. Mega, right for the get-go. This it's going to be box office, mate. Box office. I mean, you're going like, there's a whole, t- there's the... There's the ties for their playing careers where it's Liverpool versus Man United where they obviously there's no love lost there. Then you've got Rangers v Celtic. Uh, I mean, it captures the imagination and maybe you don't want it, mate, and maybe Celtic fans will fucking shudder at the thought. But when you look at the bigger picture of Scottish football, Sky and all that, they're going to fucking be going to themselves to buy into this, isn't they? If you're looking at the bigger picture for Scottish football, then bust the bank and get Lampard done. You know what I mean? It's, that's that's if you're wanting box office, you, that's who you want, and you want Lampard. Then. But do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Agree with me, Greg? Or saying do you know? Hank Keane is box office as well. He might be box office, but so is fucking. So is two old bo- Mike Tyson versus uh, fucking. Uh, but but, but Roy Jones Jr. And that was a fucking shambles, wasn't it? No, Roy Keane couldn't manage a raffle. But we are talking about. Aye, right, Lampard would be great. But you're never going to get Lampard coming on in a post-match interview and losing the plot and saying something that, you know, sends internet going crazy, right? Keen will. That's what I'm saying. Aye, 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 but I think what Toe's saying is he, he doesn't want his fucking beloved team to be the butt of the jokes, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> whereas me and you're sitting going, this is... I mean, I don't know if he's the type who knows? He might be. He might come up here. He might fucking wipe the floor of him. He might turn out to be a fucking great man manager and all that. He might get galvanised. You don't know. But you don't know how much I'm, of that's a gimmick on the telly as well. Mm-hmm. Aye, it, fair enough. But if you go by players, well, I'm assuming. Look at the look at his previous fucking jobs. Do you know what I mean? He's he's fucking he's garbage. He's absolutely garbage. But did they know? They know. Did he manage Ipswich at one point? Do you know nearly put them out of fucking business? He did die. Somewhere. Do you know Mikey what I mean? The guy, the guy is a shambles. He's got absolutely... Bring, he's got bring no him on. Fucking... Bring him up. Come on, Roy. Come on up, Roy. I'm, I'd be happy. See if it was uh, like something like taking a wee bit of a speculative gamble on somebody that hadn't actually had a job yet. Right? And had... You know, like they were talking about Maresca and stuff like that, right? I'd rather take a gamble on that than take a gamble on somebody that has had a job and failed numerous right. times. 
you know what I mean? See, put it, put it this way, right? See if it was yous and yous were in my position, would, would yous want Roy Keane as the Celtic manager? 100% yes. Fuck you, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> my mate, my mate just texts me, from as long as 15 to 2 on Monday, Keane was, he's now been back down to 1 to 3 on. Wow. Aye, but that's only because people are backing Putting it on. That's I don't I don't well, obviously it's because people are putting obviously it's because people are backing it, but why are people backing it? There's so much I mean it, Listen, it must see, there must see, be some truth in it. See companies like Skybet and stuff like that. Sky Sports News will put a wee story out there and then everybody runs to Skybet and put some money on it. Sky are making money off these stories. Now. I know, mate. But, I know, mate. But what I'm gonna say is it's not very often the bookies are rang to. Well, no, I don't know because like listen to me, right? Earlier in the season, rumours go about you were supposedly interested in Jack Wilshire. He was fucking mm-hmm. sixty-one on from true. Rangers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic at one point was forty-one on to sign for Celtic because rumours go about. See if there's a rumour going about, folk jump on it. And they go in and try and get the no, money. It's true, it's true, it's true. Oh, it's true. Aye, I get can I also make a point as well, too? I reckon, and I know you're not comfortable with Keen getting the job right, but I see in the next couple of months, he comes up here and he has a press conference and he says something to appeal you, and it'll just like that, he's going to be the man. Do you know what? what, I, what he will, will be, say. I guarantee it. What I will say, going to win a league. Gredo, what I will say is see whoever gets the job. They'll get my full backing. They'll get a chance to begin yeah. with. You know what I mean? But I just feel that uh, Roy Keane is in the exact same mould as Neil Lennon. And look, look, look where that got us. So I'd, he's not the right sort of person to, to manage a, a, a team of footballers in the modern game. And that's that cool. is the analysis of Chris Toll on Roy Keane. So let's get to the weekend's football, guys. Eh? And it was another old film. Old firm. It was another old firm at Parkhead where Rangers came away with a result. Toll, you want to talk about that again? Aye, why not? Remember? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I remember, I mean it, it feels like months ago, to be it honest. It does, it does. And we were all reasonably happy with the result. You can hear our full analysis and a special Celtic Daft Rangers Staff podcast on patreon.com slash football daft. But just briefly, gents, what was our thoughts on the game? Grady, I'll come to you first. What was the thoughts? Well, I'm happy with it, to be honest with you. We've had that, we had that game last Thursday night. We had obviously we know what happened post match. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of. I, I just I'm I'm coming away from it happy that we've got the point and we've we've we're still undefeated and, you know I enjoyed my day. I enjoyed Sunday. So aye, aye, same. I really enjoyed it. It was kind of like it's the whole. Can you see the Rangers coming? Have you ever seen Gerard win a league? Have you ever seen Morelos score against Celtic? That was nice. Morelos just getting his goal. I like that. That was nice. Aye. Aye. That same, what was that season Monday? What? That same loss that Alfredo Morelos hasn't scored it against Celtic. Against his trophy, aye. Oh, are you told me? said, take me, man. Told is you, you crashed, are you? No, I'm still here, mate. Sorry, I'm just counting, just counting my money. Just counting my winnings. Oh, that's right. He pulled Morelos to score. So he did. So he did. As everybody that everybody everybody listens to the show, everybody that listens to the show knows every time Rangers play Celtic, I says it's going to be this week. It's going to be this game. It's going to be this game. It's going to be this game. And this is the first time that I've bet him, and he fucking scored the goal. So fair play to him. But 
I never bet him to score the first goal or the last goal, and I never bet Rangers to win. I was confident that we were going to do it last week. And do you know what? We were the better team. And uh, <coughs> it's, it, was, it was encouraging. It was a wee bit more encouraging, that's all I'll say. Chelsea were the better team. Aye, I would say they were the better team, aye. Probably, I mean, I, it was a bit of a, I don't know. Non-event? Aye, it was a bit It was, passive. it was a bit of a, a damp squib, wasn't it, to be honest mm. with you? Aye. Oh, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a weird one. It was, did you feel weird, Gedo, with one the league and down there? Kind of didn't feel any pressure, really. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, there, there was pressure. However, when it gets to... When it was 85th, 86th minute, you're thinking, right, man, we could maybe score here. However, when the final whistle went, I was just mm-hmm. kind of relieved that we never got beat. Um, and was. I, I thought it was a game at home, man. I thought the last 15, 20 minutes, I thought we were going to win this. I thought mm-hmm. the way we were playing, we are going to win it. I feel like Celtic had kind of ran out of ideas a wee bit. I thought we were going to win it. But take a draw, still undefeated. Let, right, let's talk cup upsets. Broader Rangers, pumped hearts. Have we all spoke to you and Cameron? We'll text him. I think he wants to get on the show later, does he know? Does he? He wants to come on. He wants to does come he? on and talk about it. So hey, we'll talk I've, given the for, I've given him the number for the open line, so hopefully we'll hear from him. <laughs> uh, it's, a part-timer, it's a part-timer's first game since lockdown as well. So biggest is it the biggest wow. cup upset ever, would you think? Well, it's up there. It's got to be, yeah. Come on. It's Aye. really got to be. Aye. Um, Aye. Do you know the fact that they're in the championship kind of makes it... Aye. No, it's big, but that's know. what I was. That's exactly what I was going to say, Gredo. It's mm-hmm. normally when you think of upsets, you think of Premier League teams, Premier League teams, Rangers and Hamilton in the eighties and all that kind of thing. Clyde and Celtic, Super Cali Global Lifting. Oh, also ninety-seven Cup final. Rangers beating Celtic in the semi-final a couple of years ago. Oh, oh, nice one, nice one. Nice. That was cute. cute that, was cute. that was cute. That was cute. But also, I mentioned to the mighty Burns who beat Ricky Little's Abroth and have now set up a game against Celtic. Well, I'm to Ricky Little, man. Did shake ah. the bed, to- Gredo? I don't think he was even. I don't, I don't think he was playing Tuesday night, was he? Was, play? was he skipping I mean, I know he's a captain, but hold on. So, he's got to do a wee, a wee football daft, a wee kind of Celtic daft, a wee. Watch along, hang. Or is that if we don't get money? Have we got any Celtic? Pay- Mate, I, pay- I, don't, I don't think we have. I'm not even kidding on. She try to get somebody to come on Celtic daft. It's like try to find the fucking Ark of the Covenant. Aye, but Richard was playing centre half in, in first uh, Tuesday, so I've not really heard from him. But he, I'm sure he'll have his. Yeah, he'll have his. What just was channel? It, was, not, it, was he the captain, mate? Yeah, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> Does he tell you? <laughs> Doesn't he tell you, mate? Wait. Celtic, Falkirk, looking forward. You looking forward to it, guys? He's Aye. good young, John. He'll do it. Easy game. Easy game. Is it at Parkhead? Nice. What do you think, Tom? I don't take anything for granted anymore, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> do you know what? Oh, we'll see. If, if Kino's in, if Kino's in in time, <laughs> then we might get a result. Kino! Kino! Just, just on that, would he come in as a pre-contract for next season? I, think, I, mean, I, I don't know. I think I think they would come straight away. Huh? I think he would come in straight away. Well, sure. you've done it about this time, didn't Aye, because, because we need a manager in there straight away to see what's wrong, to, so they can get together what he needs for his for his team for next season. So I think he would. I think he would come in straight away, and I'm just hoping and praying that John Kennedy is showing the door. <laughs> oh, oh, good guy, man. Well, right. I'm sure we'll have. 
a few calls on the open line about some of these topics in a bit. And on the big question this week, after Kemal Roos tackle, that is a, that was a tackle. He didn't mean it. Do you know what I mean? He didn't mean it. Let's just let's just clear that up. We ask, what is the worst challenge you have seen? And our big guest this week has just left the job at Air United. He's a former midfielder from the likes of Falkirk, Dundee United, and Aberdeen, and a champ manager legend. It is Chris Tolles. BFF, it's Mark here. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Well, it's that time of the episode where we like to find out about G4 claims. Now, a lot of people listen to this show, they might have been involved in an accident and it's not their fault. Now, Nicole, if this is happening to folk, you know, the roads are busy just now. People are starting to go back to their work. There was a bad accident on the M74 southbound the other day. What's your message to people that have been involved in a car accident and it's not their fault? Well, I'm glad you're asking. Because, guys, you'll not believe it again. Believe it or not, there is actually people listening to me on this show. Because someone else phoned me to let me know that they've been involved in an accident. So, if you're involved in an accident and it's not your fault, or if you're involved in any sort of accident, please contact G4 Claims. We can help you get back on the road safely. So we can provide you with a like-for-like replacement car. If your car is written off, we can recover the pre-accident value for your car. If your car is repairable, we'll get it to one of our approved body shops or a body shop of your choice. Whoever you want to use, if it's somebody in your family or whatever, you know, somebody you've got a long-standing relationship with, we can deal with them as well. So we will accommodate you with that. And with your insurance, they would tell you where to go. You tell us where to go. So we are at your bet and call. Everything we do for you is totally free of charge. We bill everything to the at-fault insurance company. So my services are totally free. And if I can't help you for whatever reason, I'll point you in the right direction. I'll put you in your merry way. And I'll still make sure you're looked after. So... Like I said, for the first time ever, unbelievably, there's people on this show who are actually listening to me. That doesn't happen very often. Brilliant. But people are listening, the people are phoning me, and I'm so, so happy. So thanks so, so much, everybody, for listening. And if you're involved in any sort of accident, please contact you for claims. It's not involved claims. Made easy. Made easy. Made easy. There we go. Time for the open line on football. Daft it is the open line where anything goes. How will Stephen Glass do at Aberdeen? Should David Turnbull be in the Scotland squad? And why does Chris Toll not tip delivery drivers? Some of the points up for discussion in the company of our pundits: uh, Stephen Kevins, Graham Guidi, and Chris Delhan. Uh, let's go to the first caller, <laughs> boys. Uh, and it is we've got a caller coming on. It's a Rangers supporter. Uh, from Falkirk, it's it's you and you and Cameron from Falkirk. He's a Rangers supporter. You and you're on the line. Would you like to make a point to the panel? Right, mate. How you doing, you? I think you lot just piss off. Thanks for coming on, mate. Like, no, wait, wait a minute. There's no need for that. Sorry, have you got a point to make? You phoned in. I wish I wish a point. Who's it for, you? So if if I've been invited onto football daft this week because. Hearts have had the most humiliating result in their history, and I'm only here as a punching bag for you three idiots to take the piss out of me. Then I'm not hanging about. But if you want to, if you want to have a 
professional, serious conversation about the situation at Hearts. I'm more than happy to spend as right. much time yes. as possible. But if you're here to rip the piss, I ain't fucking playing your K game. K Where do we start? The fallout, Prora Rangers, humiliating Hearts who have got Robbie Nielsen, they've, they've brought in some names, F flying in the Championship a few weeks ago, according to you, going to run away with it, on fire, no, you want Nielsen out. Where do we start, Ewan? Yeah, we're always going to win the championship, Stephen. Right. I would put no, I you in charge. I would put you in charge of Hearts. I would put Grado in charge of Hearts. Possibly not Toll, but John <laughs> McAnally I'd put in charge of Hearts. Any one of us, apart from Toll, could lead Hearts to the championship. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, you and see if I was in charge of Hearts, they wouldn't have been relegated, you fucking dafty. <laughs> No, mate, you still hurting after, you, mate, you still hurting after missing on 10 in a row, are you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, well, listen, see, at the end of the day, mate, Hart's done, Hart's done their typical one. They heard the name Rangers and they fucking bottled it as usual. Well, but like Celtic all season. Should Robbie Nielsen remain in charge after that? No. It, Robbie, Robbie Nielsen was the wrong choice to begin with. He was always going to get us at the championship. And that's the point. And I've made this point all season is that Hearts have got a great squad for the championship. And they were going to roll, they were going to roll over everybody in that, that league. And this has proved to be the case. Even though we've been awful, no one else has come anywhere close to getting anywhere near Hearts to challenge us for the title. You, so you, we're going to get the championship. It's not a championship squad, though. That is a premiership squad that you've got. No, me, Gary McKay, Stephen, uh, Halliday, McKay, Halliday, Stephen, Halliday, Halliday. I would, I would get shot at Halliday yesterday. Ooh. Right? He, no, not. Yeah, I said that. You, you said that all season. To be fair, he has. yeah. Nate, Nate Smith for me, his best days are gone. Liam Boyce is not the player that he was when he was at Inverness. Jamie he Walker. Did okay. Jamie Walker again failed at Wigan. He played knee football for a couple of years down in Wigan. Is John Cohen um, still getting a game? <laughs> Rousse, man, Jules Rousse, how's he a getting? A few age quit, a few age quit coming. Oh, but Derek, do you know what I'm... Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I meant to say was... What I meant no, to say I was... No, no, I don't want Derek McInnes as the next Hearts manager. Neil I think he's going to end up there. <laughs> I nah. think he's going to end up there. And I know you a don't think a, a, a serial failure, a man who bottles the big time, who bottles the big teams like Rangers, he bottled that. And look where he's now. He sat way in the garden, twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> uh, who do you want then, Ewan? Who do you want? I want Nielsen out. And I know that it's... Did you take Neil Lennon? Did I take Neil Lennon? Let me think about that one, Toll. I'll get back to you. Aye. 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 That means you would. That means you would. Aye, I think Aye. you would take Lennon. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I look at the job that he did for Hibs and he took them up and he got them to third in the league. Um, and There's other no issues hearts. towards... No, I don't think he will go to Hearts. But do you know what I mean? I think he's a type of guy that we need. Would I take someone like a Roy Keane? Yes. Neil Lennon, possibly. Was, was that not the uh, uh, BBC, way, BBC, way, BBC I'd documentary? I'd love you to take Roy Keane, mate. I would love you to take Roy Keane. I think it's time honest. for Craig Levine to come back, man. Aye, man, me too. Craig Levine. Oh, man. What, what about Aye. John? Ro what about uh, you? And what about John Robertson? He's he's not uh, working just now. Would you take him? No, nah, I wouldn't take Robbo either. I think he's had his chance, and that's gone. I think we need someone maybe like a Roy Keane character would be great in that dressing room because at the moment. 
Our dressing room is an absolute joke. And Robbie Nielsen's got a plan A, but he doesn't have a plan B. The setup is awful. There's something fundamentally wrong at ours. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, it might be Anne Budge. Look at her, her uh, appointments over the years, your Cathro's, your Levine's, your Stendhal's, your Nielsen. She's not had a great track record when it's come to appointing managers. So it might be a fundamental problem from behind the scenes as well. I'm not saying that Bud should go because she saved the club along with the fans, obviously. But I think that we need a brand new... What, do I, what, do, what am I trying to say? We need a new, fresh approach to the, the football Aye. club. A managing sport, what do you call it? A fucking football, director of football. Nah. Sport, I mean, Christoph Bed is still getting a game for us and he's awful. I mean, Halliday, I mean, Jamie Walker, Liam Boyce, Stephen Lee Smith. Are all of these players, are they trading on past glories, mate? Do you, think? Do you know what? They're, 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 yeah, they are. And they're also there to pick up their last pay packet before their pension. There's quite a few of them. So I think it just needs a complete clear out and start again for the Premiership next season. Now, I don't think that Hearts will get relegated next year, but I do think we're, at the moment, looking at a bottom six club. Now, I'm being truthful with that. I really do. Unless we get a new manager in. Now, I think if Nielsen goes and we get a new manager in who can bring his own players and do a bit of a clear out there, then I think we've got a wee chance of getting in the top six next season. What but there's an issue there with Robbie Nielsen. What How about this then? Sorry, sorry, Stevie. What about this then? Going for the wee hearts to the big hearts, would you take Barry Ferguson and Bob Malcolm? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do you not think they could do a job? Seriously. Nah. 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 nah he's not, that's not for me. Not at all. I just I just think that hearts are, have got a problem and an issue to deal with before the start of the season next year. If they stick with Robbie Nielsen, you're going to have the fans against you because the fans want him out. I mean, they desperately want him out. Yeah, so you're yeah. already going in a brand new season in the Premiership with a manager that the fans are on the back end. One bad result, they start the new season in the Premiership, and again, we're going to be back to this talk of Nielsen out, Nielsen out, Nielsen out. Lovely guy, don't get me wrong. And I, a couple of weeks ago, I bumped into him when I called for his head, which was... <laughs> Awkward. Did you, hear it? Did, did you hear about that? No. No, no tell us, man. Right, so um, after we got beat 3-2 from Wraith Rovers at Tynecastle, I was straight on to social media and I was like, this is a disgrace. <laughs> He's an embarrassment. Nielsen needs to go. And I tagged in hearts. I actually tagged in hearts in my tweet. So it went crazy. Everyone went viral. Opinion. Shut up. Um, everybody, <laughs> everybody had their um, point to make on Nielsen being out, 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 out. About eight days after that, after the whole furore of me wanting Nielsen out that weekend, eight days later, um, it was during the snow that we had, I think, in late February time. And um, I was working and I went for a walk with Kat after the show. And walking down the side street towards the Botanic Gardens, who's walking towards me? <laughs> Robbie Nielsen. Oh, man. Mate, oh, I bet your ass collapsed. Right. So, I can, so I'm trying to wait to Kat and I clock Robbie Nielsen. He clocks me. And I've known Robbie for a number of years from <laughs> so my days doing the football phone in when he was first at Hearts when he was there when we nearly won the league under George Burley etc so he knows me I know him and we clock each other and I stop talking and Kat goes what is it what is it and I'm like not saying a word I do not know what to do do I jump behind the car do I run to their side of the street do I do, do I jump behind do I jump behind Kat um, <laughs> Right, I, I genuinely am shitting myself, right? Because only eight <laughs> days earlier, I've called for his head. 
So we're walking and I slow down Dusty and I'm sitting in my head, everything's going in my head. I'm going, do I stop and say hello? Do I engage in a conversation with them? And then Kat's going to me, what is it? What is it? I goes, that's fucking Robbie Nielsen. And she went, no way. She started laughing. She started laughing. <laughs> Come over here, Robbie. Come over here. <laughs> so we walk past, we walk, we get to him and he's like at my shoulder and I'm at his shoulders. We're walking past this narrow street. And um, I just, and I was one, I just went, all right, Robbie. And he kind of paused, looked at me up and down and went, all right, Ewan. And then walked on by. <laughs> right? That's well, but do you know what? But do you know what? As soon as he walked past me, I turned around and just kept watching him in case he jumped me from behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine the unrest in the dressing room. Everything and Robbie Nielsen just away for the club kicks you and Cameron's cunt in, man. It's in the papers. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant, man. You'd be well, you'd be tagging uh, yeah. heart, you'd be tagging hearts and please Scotland in a tweet, man. Stevie, that would have went viral. Cat, <laughs> cat, he's kicking my gun in. <laughs> I was just standing there pissing myself laughing. <laughs> would you know? Would you know? Would you know? Way any help me, boys? I would, mate. I, I tell you, mate. I tell you. I, I tell. I'd buy you. He's a lovely man. He's a lovely, he's lovely, a lovely man. Guy. I was, I, he's a great guy, honestly. Was it the casino we went one night to about four in the morning? Were you? Mm-hmm. Were you? Years ago. Aye. What, mm-hmm. what, were you, what were you playing? Oh, fuck knows. I was just watching. I was just kind of standing there. <laughs> but he was lovely. He was a lovely man. He'd watched me wrestle. So I was kind of, oh, I was kind of, oh, how are you doing, Robbie? He, he, he'd watched you I mean, wrestle. I'm saying, so you... I'm, saying, I'm saying it was the four in the morning. It was probably at half ten at night for 15 minutes. But Yeah, you know. he, 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 he watched you wrestle. So you returned the favour and watched him play blackjack. <laughs> Rather, rather that than watching a manager in a football team. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> well, Ewan, thank you very much for coming on the, the the open line this week. We really appreciate your time. And remember, you can hear Ewan across Scotland. On... Oh, piss off, John, you wanker. John, 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 sorry for cutting you off. Ewan, Ewan, stay there. I just want to ask you one more thing before you go. How yeah. good was a few weeks ago, mate, when we won the league? Get it right, fucking up you. He's growing. Let's move on to our next corner on the open line. It's Dean. <laughs> Dean, you're through to the panel. What do you want to say? How are we doing? How are you doing, mate? What's happening? I'm not bad. No worries, I'm no bad. How are you doing, Chris? I'm all right, mate. No bad. <laughs> We've had better days. <laughs> oh, Aye, you? certainly, certainly have, mate. Talk to us, mate. What's wrong with you? What's up, bro? <laughs> no. Listen, you're in a safe, you're in a safe space, mate. Aye, what's wrong with you? Dean, talk to us. What is it? Nah, I've, I've had a good ten years. We've had one bad Aye. year. I, I don't, I don't mind. Ah, you don't make me. That's good. Cool. Tell I've your face, Chris. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> You're a prick, Steve. <laughs> anyway, what's, what's yeah, going on? Oh, what's by the way, I was going to wear that today, but I decided to go for the old America 94. Oh, but that's number, lads. Love that top. Beautiful. Nice, nice. Dean, you're through the panel. What do you want to say this week, mate? I, I've got a couple of questions for Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to ask, there's more rumours about Roy Keane and oh. Nicky Butt today. Uh, I know the sound of your tone there, but um, what do you think of that partnership? 
Mate, honestly, God, I, I say to the boys last night, obviously, a, a knee-jerk reaction when I heard that what might be happening. I was like, see if they appoint Keane. I'm, I'm done. It's just, they're so tone-deaf, aren't they? They've got no... They, they cannot feel... The, they obviously don't understand the feelings of the fans here. Because I don't know one person that wants Roy Keane as a Celtic manager. Me. I don't know one person. It's <laughs> Stevie, obviously. Me, I, I, there you go. Is your one game, two? No, but I'd, nobody's I, I'd love to. I'm, I'm being serious. I'd love to see it. I think it would Aye. spice it. Jera, right it, it would be absolute foil ammunition for the fucking press, man. It would be like. Gerard versus Keane, Liverpool versus Man United, Rangers right. versus Celtic. It's box office, but who knows, mate? Like the thing is, Gerard was never tested as a manager, and he's come up here. I bet Roy Keane has been he, tested as a manager on the shit. I know, I know, but he's not really. I mean, it's not been. Thr- I mean, coming up to Celtic, I don't know. He could. Oh, I may, I'm trying to make a case for him. There's no, there's no case for it, Dean. Do you, do you feel the same way as me, mate? Yeah, about yeah. I, I I think there's better options than Roy Keane. Mate, there's, better, like there's, better, options, there's better options uh, sitting here on this show no. than Roy Keane. Dean, what's the better options? I'd rather go for a younger manager, like Rangers have done with Gerard. Something similar. I would fancy Eddie Howe. I think I'd give him a shout. I think he's a, I think he's a decent manager. See, as a, as a Rangers would, fan, as Bob says, um, that, that, that appeals to me, the Roy Keane and the Gerard thing. Mm. But see... What I think about as well, folk talking about it on internet. Do you think Keane as well, right? These are the, these football players watch Keane on the telly every week, and he's never got a smile on his face. Nah, he's an ignorant, arrogant bastard. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> right? Right? That's what I'm saying. There's a modern day football. They're gonna be. Are they gonna be open to him coming in and laying down the law? They're like, oh fuck that see, man. See if this is a Dermot Desmond appointment. He is still stuck with the fact that he appointed Martin O'Neill and Martin O'Neill done what he done for the club. What he should be looking at is the fact that he appointed Brendan Rodgers and Brendan Rodgers done what he done for the club. Celtic need a manager that's going to be there on the on the training ground. He's not going to be shouting and balling at players. Footballers are only the same as they were 25 years ago. Do you know what I mean? See if you've got a manager that's shouting and balling, they're just going to down tools. That's what happened with Lennon. But going for Roy Keane is just going for somebody in the exact same mould as Neil Lennon and it's not going to work. It's fucking embarrassing and it's so backwards thinking it's unbelievable. I think it's a great move, man. I think you're a great, <laughs> and you're a great move. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Roy, come on, Roy. Come on up, Roy. Come on. No, no. Else you, had, you said you had a couple of points, Dean. Yeah, I've got a question for Stephen and Gredo as well. It's about Rangers. Um, can you see any Rangers players being sold this summer? And do you think Rangers will sign more players to strengthen? Yes. Nope. Yes. You can get me a detail of that because right now I don't want to think about that. See, right now I'm just trying no. to enjoy myself, <laughs> and whatever happens in the summer is going to take care. Of, it's going to take care of itself. I love Alfie to stay for another year. I would love to see him have a go at Champions League. I love Kamara to stay. I'd love Davis has signed up good, but I know that if they're going to be offered big money, they're going to take it. And right now I'm just wanting to enjoy the rest of the season and try and not think about the summer. <laughs> beautifully beautifully illustrated Graham I love that it was lovely that was lovely it was I, I think depending on how again there's a lot of folk ranting and raving about how well Kamara played the other night read a few reviews yeah, his performance blah 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 I think if he has a good Euros I think he will sign a new deal but I think you'll see he'll go in the summer if he has a good Euros if Barisic has a good Euros then 
Is, is Kamara out of contract, Stevie? No, I, he's got a year left. Year left. He's, he's, on, he's on the cusp of signing a new deal, but I've got the feeling he'll sign a new deal with a kind of... with certain things included in his contract. Oh, clause, clauses. Like, if, I if, think he'll go if in the summer. come in for him. Aye. I think... Obviously, I think we will say, Frank, you've seen Gerard after we won the league. He wants more. He's not here just to win one league and then fucking down tools. I think if we play our cards right, you are in a kind of transitional period, as Dermot Desmond said, this year was always going to be for you. I think we need to take advantage of that and I think we will strengthen. And I think the way you see Gerard, he wants more. What do you think, Mark? What kind of market do you think Rangers will be shopping in, Stephen? Do you think it'll be like English Championship? Do you think they'll be looking to... You know, do the kind of Celtic mode where they're going to the French leagues, they're going to look for loan players from Premiership sides. How do you think you'll, you'll go? I, I think it's kind of, I mean, you've seen, we've kind of we've kind of looked at like Croatia and that quite a lot as well. Like you see like Katic and uh, Barisic and stuff. So that kind of, I think with Ross Wilson there, he's got a right good book of contacts, man. I think Ross Wilson and Gerard look like they're singing for the same hymn sheet. Do you know what I mean? I think they'll have targets in place. As you've seen, we brought the two Bournemouth boys. We're already thinking about this next season. We brought the two boys in. We signed them on pre-contracts a couple of months ago. So I there's, a lot, there's a lot of talk of Lundstrom as well for Sheffield United, aren't there? Aye, aye, there is. Aye, he's quite... He'd get sent half in his first all for him, I think. Man, he's do, you not, do you not think that he's, <laughs> he would be a direct replacement for Kamara? Because how do you play... He's not, he's, he's not the same type of player, Chris, man. He's a, Lundstrom's a fucking... Madman. Run through a brick wall for you. Solid cunt. Kamara's mare just calm down. I've got the ball, man. Brown, where you going, mate? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. that. Maybe, maybe we should be fucking looking at him then. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> to answer your question there, mate, yes and yes. Yes. Okay. Well, Dean, thanks for coming on the open line this week, mate. Really appreciate no, that. Thanks for listening to Football Daft. And remember, if you want to get on the open line next week, you know what? The best bet, get on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash football daft. You get loads of extra content from the shop there, including our bonus podcast. You get teammates, you get the outtakes from the show. Get, get on board, get on there and get signed up or look out for the links on our Twitter. Football Daft's big question. Right, boys, after... Kmar Rush Challenge in last week's European game. We've asked, what is the worst tackle you have ever witnessed? That is a big question this week. What are you thinking, boys? For me, if we're going by Kamar Rush one, I think Daniel Orosso on Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> back, back, back in the day. It was a, it was a really bad tackle. <laughs> <Do you know? laughs> hey. At least fucking Johnny did eventually get up for it, but... I mean, bet, I bet Dan, Daniel did admit a few years later that it was an illegal kick. <laughs> it was an illegal kick? Aye, it was. But uh, for me, the worst one... I don't know what you're on about. Fucking karate kid! Oh. Cobra Kai. I'm Googling it. Kiddo, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, see if you watch that back and all you've done your wee laugh as if you didn't know what to talk about to the game. You know, you did this, look, you did this. <laughs> I know, because I'm going, all right. Oh, something. we should have kept that one going. LaRusso played for Milan, yeah. Grado. <laughs> I'm taking Johnny John... Lawrence tackle. What the fuck's that? Anyway, oh, uh, I'll tell you about mine then. I just saw one the other day. Boy got nine months for it. Nine month ban. <laughs> nine I think months? it was in uh, Hong Kong. I think it's Hong Kong. Hong the Kong? Team... Hong Kong? <laughs> I think it was Hong Kong. Hong Kong? Well... If I look at it, it says HCMC versus HNFC, and there's a lot of kind of, I don't know, I think it's, 
it could be wrong, however, it's a really, really bad tackle, and he go, the, the, the fella doesn't mean it, he goes in, oh, breaks the guy's ankle, and he immediately checks to see if he's alright, but the next day, I mean, that's not nothing like the SFA, they deal with us right away, there's no two or three weeks carry on, and the boy has been banned uh, for, for, for nine months, for nine months for tackling, but the argument is there, you know, if a guy does do that, and he does take some do it, should you be sidelined for the amount of time that this boy is going to be sidelined for? Aye, that's, aye. Mm-hmm. that's, a, that's mm-hmm. an interesting point, actually. That's you know an interesting I mean? point. I think it's harsh, but it is a, it's a crazy, crazy tackle. So if he's wanting to get that on the internet, just type in the fact that he hates you. Hang on, type that in. It says hung dung. Hates you, NGD, UNG. And take that into YouTube and rate tap, tackle. I wouldn't I would be typing in hung dong into YouTube. No, I wouldn't be typing. <laughs> Pornhub. I just think it's Vietnam. Make sure, make sure you don't do a typo. Aye. <laughs> so that's mine. Mine's just got to be, uh, always sticks in my head, man. The, in, the incoming potential Celtic manager, Roy Keane and Alfie Harland, man, that's just fucking... Because you, you remember the backstory... As well, Alfie Harland accused Roy Keane of being a diver, didn't he? In a game they played previous. And then he always said, I'm going to get him back. And that challenge is fucking... He did name miss him. That ended his career, more or less, didn't it? He had a that good comeback, didn't he? He did, he, come, he did come back after the button, played a game. And he was never the same. And then he never played after that. That's no. got to be up there, man. Got to be. But the worst one that I've ever seen in person, it was Celtic versus um, Benfica at Parkhead. And mm-hmm. the boy went over the over the ball, and I don't know how Scott Brown's leg wasn't in five places. If wasn't broken five places, man, mm. it's a really really bad tackle. The boy gets sent off. He ended up getting a further ban as well. So aye, that was that was a bad thing. But you've I've seen a lot on telly, you know, um, a lot on telly. Like the, the worst ones, uh, the Crystal Palace, Dave Boost. Oh, oh God! I remember oh, that, that was, one. That oh. was fucking disgusting, man. Disgusting. That was actually, and again, just accidental. But you know that 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 nearly ended that guy's life. He nearly right. had his leg amputated. You know that's I mean? how so, I don't think you can have the rule like we're talking about there. Like that was accidental. It's, I, it's, it's, like, a, like, it's a game. You have a game. Mm-hmm. It's a contact contact sport. There's going to be tackles flying in. But like Grado said there, um, should you be out for as long as a person's injured? What if you do end a career? Are you never allowed to play again? Exactly. You know I, I, mean? I think you've got to mention as well, like, I don't want to ask, so in person, it happened quite, pretty much in front of me, was the Ion Garia tackle on John Kennedy for Scotland aye, uh, aye. against Romania. It was just horrible. And obviously... John Kennedy, you know, ended his career effectively. Aye, I like, exactly. look at the look at the effect it's had on Celtic and all. Comes in the fucking dugout now, cause it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's get. <laughs> I'm loving this hatred for John Kennedy today, man. Right, let's get to some of the listeners. Alex says Oliver can on Michael Moles. I remember that night. I remember Aye. that night well. Wow. Rangers absolutely. I don't think he ever player. recovered for that. To be honest with you, he, did, he was never never the same player. Rangers. We played Bayern after Park that night. I don't know how we didn't win that game. It was heartbreaking, man. And then, obviously, Michael Moles, one of the best talents ever to play in this country, was never the same player. No, nah, you're that. right. You're right. Uh, Whiskey D, he says, uh, Jason DeVos and Kevin McDonald, the double challenge on Fabian Caballero. He says, absolutely disgusting. Pretty much ruined his chances of becoming a top player. And it still saddens me to this day. Mm. 
Uh, the next one is Jim McKay. She's Barisic on Edward from John Kennedy. Can <laughs> <laughs> you maybe put a wee bit more room for it, Paul? Jim McKay has got in contact. <laughs> he says Barisic on Edward from John Kennedy. <laughs> that's, that's better. better. <laughs> Raymond Strang says Schumacher on Battistone. Remember that? We'll talk about that, won't we? We were talking about that the other day, weren't we? Player was lying dead for a short spell. It was wild. It was wild. He was actually dead, wasn't he? He was actually dead on the park. That's nuts. Well, Sandy, he says uh, Roy Keane's tackle on Alf Inge Holland. I think we've already (laughs) mentioned that. (laughs) Mad Alf Inge. Inge. Alf Inge. What is it? Alf Inge. Holland. Uh, Graham yeah, tackle Roy Keane done on fucking I, I forgot about this one. I forgot about this one. This was a right badging. Um, Kevin Muscat's tackled on, on Adrian Zara uh, mm. versus Melbourne Heat in January of 2011. If you've not seen it, watch nah, it. A, oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of folk take that memory of Kevin Muscat. It's one of the first things they kind of think about when they think of Muscat these days, isn't it? Aye. David Proven, wonder if it's the David Proven. Right. <laughs> Aye. Kill mate. Yeah. I genuinely didn't mean that as a kill mate moment. I was in my world there reading this one. Going, why the fuck's Boris Johnson getting mentioned? <laughs> Sorry, Gredo. Boris Johnson tackling Maurizio Godino in an England v Germany charity match for soccer aid. Ran at him like a drunk bull and head-butted him straight in the nuts. I remember that. Is nobody picking up on the fact that Davy Province tweeted us? <laughs> Aye, I was going to say that at the start. Oh. Mate, but Boris, is, there's, there's other footage. Have you ever I seen him? Remember he nearly killed that Wayne? Aye, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's funny, man. Anyway, oh, Ali's saying uh, he's supposed <laughs> to say Neil Lennon headbutting Alan Shearer's foot. I think that's a funny one there from Alan. That's Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Johnson says Ben Thatcher on Pedro Mendes knocked him out. I remember that. It was Man City versus Portsmouth. Remember he forearmed him and knocked aye, him clean aye, out? He did. Aye, he actually that, KO'd him, man. He did. That was, that was a badge in that one. A badge. Uh, Dylan has got in touch, says, just looking at myself naked in the mirror. That's two red cards right away. I'm a bit funny. I'm a bit funny for Dylan. Dylan, don't be too harsh on yourself. Dylan, I'm sure you are loved. Football daft. With G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. It's the player profile playoff with piesports.com, bringing you the taste of Scottish football to your home. You can get pies off their website now. You get all sorts of packages up there. And remember, you can even call them on the phone 0141 739 0141739999. Get your pies in for the football. Scotland in action this weekend, so get the pies in for that, and I'm sure you'll enjoy them. They're free of charge to a bunch of postcodes across Scotland. You can check that out on their website. Now, normally on this part of the show, we put one of the boys up against a listener. But after last week's annihilation, Stitto is back on, and Grado suggested that there should be some sort of Champions League playoff between Stitto and previous winner Craig Fryer, who wiped the four with Grado. So here we have, it's the Champions League player profile <laughs> playoff. We've got Craig on, we've got Stitto on. How you doing, Whoa. boys? This is me too. Yeah. Look at you, 
Statles just like that, man. Right? Yeah. Aye. Statles like that. Just another one to add to the list. That's can what he's saying. Craig, I, I'm worrying for you here, mate. Aye. I mean, Craig, Bob, Craig, I'm supporting you here, mate. I'm supporting you, Craig. He, oh, Bob's supporting you, Craig. Toll thinks that. St- I mean, after what you just said after there, that just. Toll is 100% back in all Stato, isn't you, Toll? Oh, 100%. I've never supported a Hearts jersey in my fucking life, but I'll tell you what. H A R T S. Are you nervous, Craig? Did you watch Gordon last week? Aye, <laughs> he was good. He was good, wasn't he? <laughs> I love and Gordon, are, are you aware of uh, Craig's work? I'm aware of Craig's work, yep. He's, uh, yeah. he's done well, done well. Come on, boys, this is too nice. I said, don't, I don't butter him up. Come on, he fucked it in a bit. Slag his heart or something like that. <laughs> I can't <laughs> slag anyone this. <laughs> right, boys, here it is then. This week, we're going back to the 2011-2012 season. Celtic were the champions. Scottish Cup winners were Hearts, obviously. Stitto. And unfortunately, bad news for you, Craig. It was the year that Rangers went into liquidation. Um, so, how your how's your knowledge of those that season, boys? <laughs> oh, so fucking, look at Toe's face when you said that, El John. That oh. was fucking look at him, fucking Cheshire cat. Look at him. Has he got a stoner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my I'm getting my big just now. Hang about after, hang about after, we go after and I'll show you. Right. <laughs> right, boys, so you know how the game works. I'm going to read out a player from that season. If you know the answer, you buzz in, you give your answer. If you do buzz in, you forfeit your chance. However, as it's the Champions League playoff this week, it's not two, first to two, it's first to three, okay? Oh, yeah, fucker. Oh, oh yeah, go. fucker. The stakes have been raised. Um, I'm pure nervous for these two. I know, man. Right. Stitto, what's your buzzer? Probably 5 1. Worked well last week, so. 5 and 1. The year won the cup, so 5 Craig, 1. What are you going for? 55. Oh, Jack. Good. Going with Jack, right? Okay. Here we go, then, boys. Right. You ready for this? Gradle, you're the referee. Right. Okay. Let's get it on. Right. Ready. Here we go. First player. This striker re signed for Hibs. For his second spell in this season, after having five a one. five one Stetto. Gary O'Connor. One nil Stetto. Oh my god! Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, come on, Craig. Let's get. I John sends some of the questions before he comes on. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> right here we go. Second player. This player signed up for a second loan spell at Rangers in this season from Arsenal. Jack. Craig. Kyle Bartley. 1-1. One, one. Oh, yes, Craig, come on. <laughs> right. Okay, here we go. Third point out. This midfielder rejoined Motherwell from Norwich after becoming a free agent in November Jack. of this season. Craig. Stephen Hughes. 2-1, Craig. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this, Craig, is for the win. Stittle, you need to... Get involved here. Uh, here we go. This player came through the Hearts Youth Academy, making over 150 appearances for the Tynecastle Club as a goal-scoring midfielder. He was subject to transfer bids from the likes of Burnley, Coventry... 5-1. Gordon, Stitto. Andy Driver. 2-2! Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting, man. 
<laughs> Here we go. Final player misses for the win, boys. Come on, Stato. Come on, Craig. Come on, the Pedies. <laughs> Please, if you know the answer. Right. Take your time, boys. Take your time. And don't jump in. Don't jump in. <laughs> this St. Johnson striker joined the Perth team on loan from CSKA Sofia in this season. Jack, I've won. Craig was in first. Silly and Sheridan? Yes. Well um, done. Well done. Well done, Craig. Oh, yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? Well, well done, that Craig, man. That was I'm sweating and I wasn't even involved. I'll tell you this one. Thank fuck I wasn't playing this week because the only one I knew was Kelly and Sheridan. There you go. Well no, done. No, about you, Toa. I know, Toa, Max. It's all about me. Toa, start the day me. Well done, Craig. Well played, Craig, Well done. Well done I, said, I know you're not at your pies yet. Double pie delivery. And do you know what? As a bonus, a football daft t-shirt as well. Oh, oh well done, man. Oh. Hey. How do you feel? Well How do you feel? <laughs> I'm going to admit, I was pretty nervous this week because still, still was good last week, really good. That was a good game, good game. I'd fucking beat you next week, Craig. First <laughs> 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 time I, tried, I came on here, I banned up bloody toe because I wanted to beat him. And it's like, well, Chris has got the best knowledge of it. You know what I mean? Fuck all, I just wanted to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant, man, that was brilliant. On. Thanks, boys. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. John, I tell you what, I've always fancied getting linked in just to kind of broaden my horizons with new opportunities and stuff like that. Is that something I should be getting? No, definitely get on LinkedIn. See if you're looking for like a career move, looking to network, you run your own business. LinkedIn is the place to go for. And on Football Daft, I use it a lot. We, you know, we've got the likes of Mixu Patalining on this show, Morris Ross. We've got a lot of guests through LinkedIn because it's a great place to network, especially when you're running a football podcast. And 2021 is looking up because. Um, you know, we're going to get out of this lockdown, which is going to be new opportunities to grow with your business. Whether you're shifting your business hours or hiring more remote employees, the one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. Obviously, yeah. we've got a brilliant team on football, Daft, you know. Uh, but, if, but if, however, we, we wanted to get rid of Chris Toll and we're ready to make the next hire, right? Ready to get somebody else on board, right? Oh, LinkedIn yeah. Jobs can help us and we can match role with qualified candidates so we can find the right person quickly you know and to lay the helping hand with the offer we've got you can get your job post up there for free right wow. so if we go to the linkedin jobs platform we could put up football daft presenter wanted we'll find the right person via linkedin it's an active community for professionals with more than 30 million members it's easy to get started on it, and there's new features there. Uh, they can help you find qualified uh, candidates quickly. So if we went in LinkedIn and we're looking for a new presenter, we say must know about Scottish football. Right. Well, Tom doesn't he? But it's oh, probably it's... not a qualification for this podcast. Yeah, to be fair, right. uh, <laughs> post a job with targeted screening questions, and you'll be able to get your role uh, get qualified candidates up front really easily. You can manage your job posts and contact candidates from a single view on LinkedIn.com. As the functions are pretty streamlined, it's really easy to use. So it's all in like one simple screen, so you can see it. It's really easy to use, and you can do it all from your mobile as well. 
so you can do it from wherever you want. And that's basically how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person. Faster. So what do you do? What should we do now? Well, when you're ready to make that next hire, maybe we we could look at moving to on and, and getting somebody else in, you know. Uh, uh, we can find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs and you now post <laughs> a job up there for free. Uh, just visit linkedin.com slash daft. That's LinkedIn. And if you don't know how you spell LinkedIn, it's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash daft. Uh, and you can post a job for free. However, terms and conditions do apply. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Now let's welcome to Football Daft, a man who played in midfield for the likes of Falkirk, Dundee United and Aberdeen, uh, before becoming manager at Air United. He's of course a champ man legend. He is Mark Kerr. Welcome to the show, Mark. Mark, welcome. And before we start, I think I just want to say I've never seen John... Well, I have seen him this happy when Lee Miller was on and John Hughes, and you're up there, mate. He's, oh. It's the most giddy we've seen him in it, boys. It's cute, man. Hey, look, do, you know, do you know what it's like? You know what it's like? Remember when you were at school and you fancied somebody? Aye. <laughs> That's what it's like, innit? No, but see, in, all, in all honesty, Mark, see when you wear your Falkirk club in my lifetime, you're definitely in that midfield. Look him, look him, look him. It's as if he's about to start greeting. This is amazing. John, man. I appreciate that, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mark, Mark, me, Gredo and Chris are just going to go and we'll come back at the end of the interview, right? We'll just keep you joining now, right? If he's 20 minutes. <laughs> John, st- hey. John, stop recording. We'll give you 20 minutes. <laughs> hey, Gredo, do you want to ask your customary question? Aye, mate. Up? So was your fan of the football when you were growing up, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I see his new one, mate. Ask everybody he's that now. Fan of the football? Did you like it, mate, when you were, see, when you were growing up? Did you follow the fitmer? I mean, that was me, really. Just, I was co-bridge, so we just fired at the front of the, the flats I stayed in. Uh-huh. That was us out there, but I was in, probably, I used to go to Celtic games when I, I didn't get into going to games until I was about 12 or 13, but then I would go to other games as well, do you know what I mean, like round about, just go to, sometimes the Rovers games and that, so I'd, I wasn't massive on getting to go to games and, and all that, it was more just Playing the street and then sticking in really, um, but Aye. obviously along the way you're, you kind of don't take it that serious maybe for a for a short period. But most of the time, my dad was amazing for us. He he kept his into that and really really sometimes it's hard on you, but brilliant. He 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 looked after us a lot mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. Mate, talking about like obviously what just happened, unfortunately at Air. How did you find your first managerial experience? How was that going for a player? playing for so many clubs and stuff and then get into management. How did you find it? I loved it. I loved the boys. I mean, I was, there was brilliant boys there and last year we finished in the top four, which was the, we were meant to uh, kind of carry on and do because we got off to a good start being McCall that season. So a brilliant experience, but we get cut short and never get the, get, got to play the playoffs and I think that would have, would have been a good experience for me to, to learn for and then this year has been an absolute disaster, to be honest. Boys getting mm-hmm. changed in the terrace. And I've not I've no managed in a, a dressing room this season. Um, boys don't get their breakfast, lunch. You get nothing, really. You're just basically in, shooting the boys off the terrace and setting up a session and going. So try to build a team spirit. Last year was fine. This year, I've only had four players, so I, I built a full new squad. That is probably, that's why it's hard to take, because I know it's yeah. a right good 
strong squad that was getting built there. And the boy, I still think they've got a chance of getting the playoffs. Um, and Hoppy will do well there. But aye, it was great. It was a lot of, a lot of good stuff. But the, the, this year has been hard. It has been hard for the, the way yeah. animal football. Do you think that that's been a major Im- uh, like impact on it, Mark? The fact that you've not had that dressing room atmosphere. You've no, the boys have not been able to really interact and stuff like that. You know each other. You know what I mean? So do you think that that's been a, a, had a big impact on the fact that maybe you didn't get as much out of them as you, as you could have if you were in a normal and managing environment? Ah, definitely. But everybody was in the same boat. For me, it was probably just timing. Uh, the new owner came in and we were sitting fourth or fifth the full season um, and two weeks we dropped to ninth but because we had two games in hand. And the form wasn't great on that run, but that's the form of the championship, but it's magnified with the 27-game season. So as soon as you're down mm-hmm. there, the panic starts. And social media and all that kind of stuff plays its part. And it is just down to timing. It was down to timing. And I'm no better about it at all. It's, it's one of these things. Uh, David Smith came in, new owner. Brilliant guy. Um, and I have no hard feelings. I'll still speak to David and I'll, I'll uh, obviously over my career or, or just in general. But I have no hard feelings towards MD. I think these things happen. I do think it was quite quick. We're only 15 games into a season. But exactly. it's only a 27-game season. We were four points off playoffs, sitting in ninth position, which, which sounds mental, but it's just everyone's been impacted with the short season, etc. You know what I mean? See, you're, you're talking about obviously you, you never really got long, and it was a bit, <coughs> uh, you know, unprecedented timing, should I say? But see, the, the time that you did hover the players, you've played with loads of clubs, you've played with loads of great managers. Was there any particular manager where you thought, I'm going to kind of base how I manage on this guy? Was it MD you went and you look kind of took you took for? I think I bet I bet most there was probably in my career probably three or four that it didn't quite go well and they were in and out the, the club quite quickly. Um, but Ian McCord, I didn't change anything him with the team spirit and stuff like that. Mm. Fair if I'm walking my way back, um, <clears> he was brilliant the way he, he motivated boys and stuff. I'm a different character for the guy. Uh, the gaffer is was nuts at times, but brilliant to work under. <laughs> Uh, a good man manager and then Houston at Falkirk was Houston didn't do much coaching anymore but I knew him as a coach so I liked the way Houston could talk to you but didn't need to be in your face all the time and on the training ground so there's been a lot uh, Craig Levine I know Craig Levine gets a lot of kind of stick about his style of play and stuff but Craig Levine was one of one of my best managers because he mm-hmm. He wanted you to pass the ball. I know people say he's negative and stuff. Wanted you to pass the ball. Would encourage you to, to have balls about you every time on the party mm. to, to go and do things. So I'd probably be a bit of a lot of managers different stuff. But I, I did try to stay the same. I didn't try to turn into that aggressive, hard man actor and like that. I just kind of, I always tried to treat, treat the boys well. And to be fair, sometimes I was probably too loyal to, to one or two boys at a time where... Mm. I probably need to look after myself there when you know the chips are down and probably Aye. my last three or four weeks. You know, I probably I probably need to just go. Put, I, the thing was for me to go back in the team that was crying out for a bit of experience in the middle just to help mm-hmm. the boys in certain games and players were coming in and saying that to me and asking me that. Really? Oh, honestly, I because I was talking to the boys and they weren't Aye, doing don't. anybody else in. They just, mm-hmm. it was experienced players saying I think we just need that wee bit of experience in the middle and I maybe should have just went, you know what, I will go on. Um, mm-hmm. And I never, I never done it, but I, I didn't think that was right because I, I believed in the boys that were there. Um, 
But it was a wee bit of that. Maybe I, maybe I did stay loyal to certain certain players at certain times. But the boys had done much wrong. Do you know what I mean? They hadn't mm. done much wrong. It was just the situation we were in. Uh, but as a manager, I just stayed stayed kind of true to myself. I didn't didn't change much Aye. as a person, you know. Basically, you come through at Falkirk, and there was loads of players in that dressing room um, that were club legends, like like John said earlier on. Who was it that put their arm around you and you know kind of took you under their wing? Who, what, what one of them was it that you would say, uh, he was he was kind of like my mentor, kind of thing. Kevin McAllister was uh, obviously probably Falkirk's biggest legend and crunching Scott Crabber brought to me. Um, two guys that even got off the new contract. I was, I think, I left school at 16. I played my first game and I was, my first year, I was only 17. But the two of them totally looked after me. They would give you a wee bit at times, but you could just tell they, they wanted you to do well. So they, they, I think they'd done my first deal for me at Falkirk. I think the guys actually they advised me on, I didn't ask for any, obviously, you just get your, I think it was, I think I was in 140 pound or something, YTS, and mm-hmm. you got like, I think it was at 250 pound, my first contract was a week, mm-hmm. um, but they'd done all that, and so I'll get a reappearance in there, Mark, and, and Alec Tott and the gaffer was, was brilliant that way, but they guys, they, they 100% looked out for me for day one, and to be honest, I still speak to Crunchy, um, you know, a brilliant guy, but there was, focus amazing club, see, see me were at Rockville, John will know that, but, the guys that were in that dressing room were amazing for, for younger boys coming through. Just proper good guys. Took you out in all the Christmas nights out. Took you, they involved you in everything, even though you were you were a young boy. Um, and on the part, they were, they were willing, to, willing to help you. They weren't just fine to keep their own place in the team. Mark, was that 2002? I mean, you know, you played in some great sides with Aberdeen, Dundee, but as a Falkirk supporter, that 2002-2003 side under Ian McCall when you had Yogi in there, had Kevin James, you had Owen Coyle, Lee, um, oh. you know, Taylor, Stuart Taylor, I mean, Davy Nichols. I mean, that was the season we beat, obviously, parts 4-0 in the Scottish Cup as well. I mean, was that one of the best sides you played in? Because certainly as a supporter watching that side, it's probably the best Falkirk side I've ever seen. Uh, they were a brilliant, they were a brilliant team. Um, it's a C-only hinky football because it's a shot career but you only kind of think short term so you think I'm thinking my team they went to playoff cup final mm. um we like Will Volks and yeah and yeah. all that again like what an amazing group really tight group of boys um and I was kind of a leader there so it was kind of flippy that 2002 I was a young boy kind of thing and I think I learned a lot in a couple of years but I was a brilliant team but it's probably how I learned how to look after young boys I think most of the time some attic a lot of pride in and most time boys speak about me on an interview that they say oh Mark kind of looked after as a young boy and that's only because these guys done that with me and aye, aye. I never changed that as a manager I, I made sure I'd done that um, I wanted to do that and kind of look after these boys and uh, brilliant team great players um, lucky to play in that, that kind of team to win a league because you find out as you go on you don't win you don't win a lot in your career unless you play with Rangers or Celtic so um, these, these, these teams are special when you're when you're looking back in your career. You must have been gutted though. I mean, that was the season we obviously went on to win the league. Obviously, for as in usual folk at fa- uh, fashion, we didn't get promotion even though we won the league. It was the last season at Brockville. You know, it was. I mean, it was just <coughs> a great season, but obviously sad at the end. Of it. I know. I think. I think being a. I'd say I'd agree to sign a new deal because people think you just left because I get a wee bit of pelters when I left as well, but. We'd, we'd won the league, didn't go up because of the, 
the seating criteria. Um, if I'd already a contract in place and I said I would sign, I'd be went up and we didn't. So I, I left. Um, I was meant to go down to England, but I ended up going to Dundee United because Ian McCall was there and I was guaranteed to be kind of getting a chance of playing anyway. I obviously still had to do well, but it was, I was sad because we didn't get to. I believe that squad and that was good enough. And Yogi, that was, was going to be his first season in charge as a manager going up. So uh, it was it was a, that was quite a hard one for as a as a young boy leaving there and trying to make the right decision as well at the same time. Right. Well, I mean that the United squad that he ended up playing alongside they were a great team for years as well, weren't they? I we had a, the first year. I think it was the first they'd been in the top six for. I think they were really struggling a year, and then Eddie Thompson had put a bit of money in. Uh, we'd McCall brought a lot of players in, spent a lot of money on, on good players, but we, we finished top end of the table and then we made two cup finals the next year. Um, and McCall, I think my, McCall left midway through that. Mm. Then Chizzy mm. took over for a spell, so the team was still quite... And then it kind of had a wee dip with Craig Booster for about, I think it was six, seven months. Aye, that's right. Aye, Craig Levine came in and Tom the full club around. That's the aye. Craig Levine came in and Tom the full club around, so he did, and, and uh, went on to obviously Husty got the won the Scottish Cup, but we should have won the won the League Cup with my passport to <laughs> Mate, <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention that, mate, but uh, it was a, I, think I, was playing, I was right up against Barry Ferguson. He's Aye. starting the background there. But he's <laughs> class player, what I mean. But I mean, uh, I, 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 I think we get through against Hibs 2-1. Um, the round of four, and I'm, that's the best game I've ever been involved in. Then the cup final came, and we were, we were brilliant that day. We were excellent. Mm-hmm. We, sh- we won. We won and won uh, I remember Quella put by Christian back. He should have been 2-0. Because we should have got the penalty, but uh, I don't know. I was, I was <laughs> no, generally, I, I was throwing about that game, like getting loads of the ball, and I, I actually didn't mean to pass it back to the keeper. I went to pass it back to by Lee Wilkie, and he's as that time Streaky's just squeezing the lineup, so it goes by Streaky and Boydie's read it to the goalie, but it was never for the goalie. That and the hardest right. bit for me is Eddie Thompson. I hadn't won a cup. I'm glad that obviously he did the Scottish Cup after that, but that's the biggest thing. I, I always regret that. And I didn't need it. Fans have not got the best relationship with him now because of it. But really? Seriously? I don't need it. Fans really held that name. Obviously, I go to Aberdeen from them, which is a wee bit of a rivalry. Um, but it does, it does, it does, it does hurt you. I got on it. I just got on it. You're a young boy. You just got on it. Mate, the thing is, man, it's not like you've meant to do that. So it's fucking Lee Wilkie's fault. <laughs> 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 like fucking sneaky fucking off, man. He should have been there. Dafty. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm, I'm sitting, boys are greeting after the game and all that because we've lost. And I'm like, fucking hell, this is me. It's caused us. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know what, Mark? Mark, you got your, you got your own back. You ended up scoring, you ended up scoring the winner against them. Am I right? Aye. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just like, I, I know that's horrible, but just the thought of you just walking about seeing all these play, all these men greeting me, going, fuck man, they're greeting because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, mate. You're right, you know what I mean? I know. 
I think it has been, we went 2 1 up again, and then we, we lost it. And I think we lost a goal like two minutes to go next. That's right. Then we went to penalties, man. Brilliant, man. And then <laughs> the boy, there was about three boys scudded the ball over the bar, and then penalty shoot, and all. No, no, nothing's ever been mentioned. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, after that, you're saying you went to Aberdeen. Uh, what with Jimmy Calderwood at Aberdeen? Uh, we've had a few, we've had a few stories about him in this show, haven't we, Jimmy Calderwood? Aye. Aye. So how did you find him, mate, as a manager? I loved him, man. I, see, he's a player. I'm, I was straightforward. I just getting, I was just getting, just walked flat out. So I never had a problem with any manager, like personally, um, until I was older, right enough. I had a couple, but um, <laughs> Jimmy, we'll get to that, mate. We'll get to that. Uh, Jimmy was brilliant, so he was with me, brought us in, uh, managed me perfectly. Probably that my first year at Aberdeen was excellent. I was fans loved us, and we had a good season. I think we finished third or fourth that year, we had a really good season, mm. and I loved it. Um, but things were going on behind the scenes that season, it was a bit strange. Obviously, I wasn't there. Yeah, I think it'd been bubbling over for the, the couple of years before that, eh, the Scottish Cup and the, the League Cup and that. There was always a thing about Aberdeen not getting by the semi-finals. So mm. again, that kind of took its toll. But he was a brilliant guy. He liked to he liked to laugh in that and easy going off. Only my only one thing with the after that, I, I get suspended and asked for the I had a christening and asked for the Monday off. <laughs> he said no. And I'd played some like 32 games in a row. And I thought he, he loves me anyway. He'll give me the Monday off, but he's like, No, you sent half last week. You're not getting the Monday off this week. You're playing the reserves. <laughs> Come on, man. You're kidding me. On. He's like, No. But I ended up, I never went in the Monday. It's the only time I've ever done it. Yeah. I went to Tristan and didn't make it in. And he, he dropped me for, at Parkhead, but he put in the paper that I was in the well. Oh, he's, he likes doing that, doesn't he? Got the paper and folk fucking Jimmy it was Jimmy Langfield, 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 it was just a punishment, but he, he kind of covered up, so I didn't get hammered. So he was brilliant. He looked Aye. after me. He did. I was, he was classy. He used to, he had to stay in the, I don't know if the boys have said this, he had to stay in the, the players' lounge till quarter past six after the game. So all the missus, all the family were up and he used to get the beer and the wine and all that and he'd go around and talk to everybody. He loved it. He absolutely That's good, that. That sounds good, that, after the game and just go Good when you win. It's good when you're winning. It's for a couple of years. But how did you find? See, when you were at Aberdeen, Mark, how did you find the the rivalry with Rangers? Was it right up your street being a Celtic man growing up? That was brought. The games are class. I aye, oh any aye. game against see Celtic or Rangers, any game against them, the both teams are brilliant. But aye. there was a definite the Rangers ones and that team. The teams I played in done well against. Rangers at uh, Patodri. I think aye, we turned them over a few times in the Celtic, but there definitely was. There definitely was a needle there in the games. And the boys would talk. Ah, in fact, I got sent off. I got sent off in the, uh, one of the games. Um, I think it was Wee Nasey diving. Wee Nasey diving as usual. 
I'm trying to remember that. I had about six stitches, my leg and all. I can't, two five minutes in, right. my fault, didn't me? I got my leg. I've got my heat, man. I've got my heat. Who's stood on you? Uh, Lee McCulloch. Oh, it's not uh, like him, eh? Uh, right, I don't know. And I can back him. I see it all getting in the back. It's not like him, eh? Remember Selick had a midfielder called Kai Allen until he met fucking Lee McCulloch? Right, Marky, obviously, we, you've, you'll have heard this a hundred million times, right? But mm. when I talk to you about how good you were on Champ Manager, you are genuinely one of the, the, the greatest players in Champ Aye. Manager history. It's, it's still all the forums when you look at it. Is, up, everybody it always mentions Mark here. Uh, so did, you, you, did, did you play the game yourself, Mark? Me, another. I just oh. left school, mate. I used to, my mates used to go mad for it in school and then I left at 16 and then a year later, or a year and a, but I, I just was not. I was at boxing or football. That's what I used to do, so I never played the game. I don't think I had a computer actually. I don't think I had a computer at all, to be honest, man. Um, so I never played, but when I went to Aberdeen, we travelled a lot, we started to play it. Played it a bit then. Yeah. It was good, I, I loved it when we were out. We'd done it for a couple of years there. Uh, did you see the difference when you played yourself? I did, me. What's that? Did you see the difference in the team when you when you were picked? Did you see it happening? No, because it was all, I was up to date, man. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, right. I've never, I've all never right. played that. Uh, I've seen my my version. What is it? Two thousand two or something? Is it no two thousand one? Two thousand one is it? Aye. I think two thousand one. I think aye. aye. Mate, you're absolute superstar, man. Like aye. Messi, King. I mean, like big time. I wish, big man. Time, I know. Like, AC Milan always used to sign you, man. I don't know what it was. Any game I signed it was, you. It was man United. I used to sign him for Selig and then Man United would be sniffing about him. It was a nightmare. You couldn't keep him happy either. Bastard. Why you go, Chris? You know what I mean? Aye, it's a market. So, Andy, you moved on and you went and played your football abroad for a wee while. Now, I remember hearing some stories about what happened so that you could finally get the permission for Pat to move overseas. Tell us about it. What happened? Not a big bagger. Money a on big, the table. A big, a big bag of cash, my <laughs> man. That <laughs> <laughs> was true, aye. That uh, was mad over there, man, honestly. It was brilliant. I, had, I went to a brilliant wee club outside Athens. Um, but I, I had the chance to go to England before I went to Aberdeen. I mean, never done, we never moved away when I was younger because he kind of pat or never wanted to really gear up her job and stuff. And I was happy where I was go- where my career was progressing. But at that stage, I was 28. Um, and we just thought, let's do it. Let's go and go and see what it's like. So it was excellent. Went over there, and uh, that is true. They say, "Oh, we'll give you this and we'll give you that." And before I, I actually get paid because a lot of boys go over there and get absolutely shafted. Um, mm-hmm. But no, it was good, mate. I, I absolutely loved it. I would have stayed longer, but Pat start. She she struggled after about a year. Um, and before she was flying home in like a, she'd fly home on like a Tuesday. And then fly back over the next Friday and stuff like that. Um, we got to that stage. But she was loving it because the flights and all that were all paid and she used to go business class. So she used to go to Heathrow and then fly over and get a part like a Prosecco. So that's brilliant. She was quite enjoying it, you know what I mean? That's, that's, right, that's, that's right up Gredo Street. That that's, that's here, honestly, that, there's nothing better than a wee uh, stove path in London, as you say, a wee bit of Prosecco. That's what I saw about, especially business <laughs> class. I'd be writing about that. Aye. Writing about that. I'm no it, joking. You know, what, you, you know what they say, but happy, happy wife, happy life, mate, isn't it? Exactly. Aye. Exactly. So <laughs> we're going to we'll talk about your return to Falkirk. 
Right, now John has been on at me since I says, do you know what, I'm going to try and get Marky on the show. He says, brilliant, because I want to know what happened with Paul Hartley. We kind of alluded to it a wee bit. Um, he didn't give away too much, but... There was, we sitting there, on the fence, man. I don't, no, I'm, no, I'm no. Did you bat him? There was, there was talk of him getting almost pulled over the fucking table anyway, so... What happened? And knowing a, no a good way. No, definitely not, man. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, that was the two things that happened to me. I went to Queens um, with Jim McIntyre to get back playing, so I'd done my cruise ship, and that was, uh, uh, that was the only time I've ever had a bad injury. So I went to Queens, and it was an issue after the game, but people from upstairs were getting involved, filling gaps. So guys that were selling hospitality and all that ended up becoming down and being like, assistant manager at Queens. And I'd never had a, an argument, but I ended up, walked to Queens two days before the January window and people thought it was to get back to Falkirk and I had manufactured it but it wasn't I just had enough and I says I lost the plot and said to the guy you know what you can go and take an F and go and tell the chairman and if you want to wrap up my contract wrap it up you should be back selling your hospitality showing people their seats so I'd lost the plot at Queens for one day and one day after the game but I actually carried on to the Monday thinking <laughs> probably I'll get brushed under the carpet but eh uh, it didn't, and I, I said, I get carried on, I just said, no, that, just do what I said on Saturday, and I left, and luckily enough, I ended up at Falkirk, but I actually still speak to that guy at Queen's that day, I was out of order, it's a heat of the moment after a game, um, and that's how I ended up back at Falkirk, so Falkirk was brilliant, obviously successful with Husty for three years, Amazing group of boys. That, that, then, Hibs playoff, that Hibs playoff game, Mark, was just oh, just unbelievable. I already joined Boys like Bob McHugh, like squad players used to come on and score for that, that team, like 92 minutes. And on the clock, he'd come on and score a goal to me because can I think we beat Rangers and Hibs in last minute goal. So it was a good group of boys. And that was the kind of atmosphere we had in our dressing room. And then Paul Hartley came in, obviously, they. The most experienced one is me, um, so I'm a target. And I was his captain, so he used to ask me questions. And me being me, I, I gave a straight answer, an honest one. And I could start him to see him pulling away for it. You know, like, you weren't getting in as a captain on a Thursday to ask you the questions. And just one thing happened, a young boy, he chucked a young boy in. Uh, I'm not going too long. And the boy... No, mate, you oh, this is me too. Oh, this is great, I love this. Aye, a boy... Young uh, Kieran Dunn, great boy. He's actually um, Sunderland now. Kieran came on, set up a goal, done brilliant. Started the next week, done really well. See, by the third week, these young boys always take a dip. So Kieran took a massive dip in training. He was looking very nervous and all that. And the, the manager said to me, I'm going to play Kieran again for the start. And I said, Gaffrey, he's struggling a wee bit. He's like, ah, what do you mean he's strong? I said, I can, he's, he's starting to feel the pressure off of the boys now because he's starting. Players on the, you don't get a wee bit of leeway. Boys are on you. They demand more. And he wasn't handling it. So, we started the game. Young boys missed three or four chances. And then gives away a penalty. And then he hooks them off at half time. And I'm like, I fucking try to look after it. I was trying to look after, I genuinely was trying to look after Paul Hartley. By saying it, I've just, I was just being honest. And a, uh, for the end, mate, I just think he, it turned as if I was I'd done something wrong. That it, it was after me I caused that, you know, rather than I didn't take a positive of it that you can trust mm. me and I'll yeah. give him honest answers. But for the end, mate, he obviously his own ideas. Not 
everybody does. At the time I was raging, I, I was I caught my one under the sun to his face um in his room and I absolutely hammered him. Like shockingly hammered him probably. Uh, and it, it was like you're leaving and this is happening, that's happening. And I was just swearing obviously saying no, that's not. I said I, I wasn't saying that. I wouldn't I won't swear, but I was saying I won't effing don't effing contact me over the next day. I'll be back in here training on Monday and I'll effing decide when I leave this club and when I don't, blah, blah, blah. Because I still had a contract. Um, mm-hmm. And I did. That's what I've done. But see, the thing is, I went back in on Monday and trained as hard as ever. Didn't cause my problem. Didn't cause one problem. Um, and then I left with two, two or three days to go on the Monday because I was not in squads and stuff like that. But it was wasn't it wasn't done properly. It wasn't done honestly and open up front with Paul Hartley. And I'm no slaggy guy because it's not easy being a manager. But at that time, we get made out to be two older guys that were trying to, that weren't happy with he was trying to do at the club. Um, and that wasn't the case. Not you were right, Mark. You were absolutely right because I mean, I think Paul. I'll say it for you. Paul Hartley's a fanny, right? But yeah. uh, <laughs> but like I mean the. the Husty obviously I thought was really hard done by left the club and then he's brought in you know that boys from got like I don't know how good they were in training Mark but you see these you saw these boys in the park and they've come from all over England all these players that all just we signed about 12 players and it just didn't gel it didn't work and I don't know how good they were in training but it was just like what is happening here and then when yeah, we, we went yeah. I was like See, see that, but I, I didn't catch the see the rebuilding of the squad. I didn't catch that. I wasn't there, so I didn't see how good they were in training or not. Um, but it was just it was just plucking players from all over the place. Like it was, it was generally just that what was happening. It, when we were there, it was just it was just the way he treated people. Not people were like it didn't matter who came in, came and went. He changed things just to it generally was just to be awkward to the boys. Um, and that that wasn't great. Well, he's he's been on and he's managing at Cove because that's his missus dad that kind of owns him. Um, and he's he's won titles in League Two and League One with Alan, so he's, he's done a bit in in the game, and I wouldn't slag that. But he just didn't treat us properly, and he, he didn't go on to have a good good one. And that's one thing I can say that I've not done it here. I've left a right good squad, and hope you'll get the benefit out of that. That was going to be my next question, actually, Mark. Do you think that <coughs> we we uh, and cracks in there? Do you think you could maybe go in there in a coaching role or something until you until another management role actually comes up? No, I'd love to go in there. I'd go and work there for nothing, to be honest. Um, Chris, mm. I, I would. And but lean cracks have got a thing going now, and and I would never. I speak to the boys all the time, text them as I've always done, uh, all the best. But I would never try to angle my way in there because I know what it's like. You get people on the board, you get other people about the place that that. I've got brilliant relationships with, so they try to force the issue. But if that was the yeah. happen, it'd be down to lean cracks. Um, and I would never, I would never push um, like that because the boys are doing their job. And you know, it's like I could get in it, I end up get credit for something that they've done. So it's not, but the time is not great. Um, if anything was to happen with that, I would do it. I would openly do anything like that, um, especially with people that you trust and you can work alongside. Yeah. But um, time is not right. I don't, I don't think. The boys need anybody to be honest. I think they're doing a great job, and I, I definitely think they'll win the league. I definitely think they'll win the league. I don't think MD will, will catch them. So I'm delighted with that, and I hope everybody sticks with them. 
Fingers oh, crossed. Yeah, John's like, yes, Matt, uh, yes, Matt, yes, Matt. Yes, Matt. <laughs> Come on, you bells. This has been absolutely brilliant, mate. But we've come to the point. We've come to the point in the interview where we, we have a wee quiz. We like to do a wee quiz, a Scottish football quiz. Oh, we are murdered. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Listen, as long as you get more than three, then you won't be at the bottom. Cracks, cracks get one, and we got him back on the show to do it again so that he didn't just have one. Right. Right. So, Gredo, you want to ask you questions? Aye, so we're going to run down what the, the scores are recently. Aye. Yeah, so, so, so last week David Martindale went top of the leaderboard with a score of 16, right? What? Uh, How many questions is there? <laughs> as many as you and, can answer 90 and, seconds. Exactly. In joint second, it's John Sutton and Chick Young with 15. Then we've got Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley tucked in just behind them with 14. Other selected scores include Kenny Joker on 13, Jamie Langfield on 12, Lee Miller on 6, and at the bottom, it's a tie between Peter Lovenkranz, Derek Johnston, Craig Levine, and Mixu Patalain. And they're on threes. And then do you want to beat on there? Barry for yeah. EastEnders on four as well. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, you say. <laughs> I think that should be in there. Don't forget about Barry. Anybody, man, to go off the bottom? I'm, I'm <laughs> here, man. Right, but so you can't pass. pass. You can't pass, right? But in saying that, you can just say any answer. See if you don't know the answer, just say anything. Owen, can I just say before we go here, just to be fair, I know he's a legend at Falkirk and you love him. It's 90 seconds, John. Okay. Right? Don't worry, Mark. I've got your back. Ready? Right, ready, Gredo. Right. And start. Who was Scotland manager during the 2004 Euro qualification campaign? Votes. What nationality is Rangers midfielder Yanis Hadji? Romanian. Which side did Celtic sign Ryan Christie from? Inverness. In what year did you make your debut at Falkirk? 99. The Dandies is a nickname for which SBFL team? Aberdeen. Chris Erskine, Stephen Saunders and Paul Payton all play for which Lowland League side? East Kilbride. Which midfielder pulled out of the Scotland squad this week? Scott Brown. How many goals did you score for Dundee United? Four. Name one of Brora Rangers' scorers against Hearts. Mark Kerr. Jobby is the nickname of what League One manager? <laughs> Ian Murray, I don't know that one. Which club did Rangers buy Glenn Kamara from? Dundee. Who is the current Aberdeen captain? Ferguson. What is Asterias Tripolis home ground called? <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. Jesus, man. Thomas Park. Which Japan based tournament did Scotland win in 2006? Time. A solid job. Oh, let him answer it. Let him answer it. Don't all carry and cut or something like that. Yeah, oh, right. 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 
You sure you don't want a crack at answering that Asteris Tripolis home ground? Answer. <laughs> I, I, I How do you it? Why are you fucking putting that in, John, for that? Because I'm sure you played for them. Mark, he played for them. Come on, on, try to see it, but, but try to see it. Right, Mark, let's go through your wrong answers. You're off to a fire. You got the first six right. Mm-hmm. Um, then you started tripping up a wee bit. Uh, it was Ryan Jack that pulled out Scotland squad. I've got down you scored five goals for Dundee United. I see the thing I was on the Wikipedia. It says two or something, but... Asko, You've I'm, got to take it for the horse's mouth. I'll Mark gets don't, don't that's it. You've got it right, Mark. You're, you're absolutely right. That takes your score up. Uh, right, uh, broader Rangers. It was I. It was Jordan McRae or Martin McQueen that uh, scored against Hearts. I can't believe you didn't get this one. Ian McCall. His nickname was Jobby at Falkirk. Do you know why? I never knew that. I uh, apparently the, 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 the office or something. No, he took a shot at a shit in Simon Stainrod's shoe, and that's why he got oh, bitten at the club, apparently. We've got a song about him. He's just office or something, done it. I wasn't sure. Aye, aye. Sing a song, John. The song, he's white, he's blue, he shot in Simon's shoe, Ian McCall, Ian McCall. He's white, he's blue, he shot in Simon's shoe, Ian There you go. And then the Astraeus Tripolis Stadium is called the Theodorus Coco Jonas Stadium. Like you can't I even What's it called, John? John, what's it called? The Theodorus Cocotronis Stadium. There you go. There that's you. A, that's that's it's named after the big striker, remember? That's it. And the Kirin <laughs> <laughs> Cup was right. You've done yourself proud. You've done Falkirk proud, Mark. Ten points. Oh, wait, oh, God, man, he's, he's got a tear in his eye. You've done not just yourself proud, you've done Falkirk proud, Mark. There you go. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Well, Toll, you need to fuck off to the butchers, didn't you? I do, lads. If I don't get down to the butchers, my dinner is going to be a bowl of cereal. What you get? I wait, yeah. Mate, I'll go down there and I'll peruse. I'll peruse the Mm. shelf and see what they're. See what's on offer. Hey, it's funny you say that, Till. Guess what just to get over to my house a couple of years ago? What? Two New York strip steaks. Where I, did you get them for? I think it was some butchers online. I just typed it in. I'm going to do that. And it went next day. Apple Pay boofed. Do me a favour. I'm going to send you a wee picture, mate. Because I love a strip steak. Well, do you know what? I, I don't think I've what? ever had one in the UK. I don't think I've ever had no, one. No, neither have I. Uh, in no, fact, no. I, have, I have. I had one in... Uh, one, it was down in Manchester, and it was uh, uh, the, the Hard Rock Hotel. Down this is a great story. That's disgusting. <laughs> I know, man. Wait, all right. I mean, you're, you're saying you need to boost quick, man. I know, I know. I'm this. sorry, Gredos. Right, would you go and we'll deal with it? Right, cool. Come on, so, I love you. Good show. It was brilliant yeah. having Mark here. Get to fuck. Go on. Right, see you later, lads. Thanks for having me. Terry Monroe, fuck off. Okay, bye-bye. Anyway, that was uh, so, so that was football daft, and that was Chris Toll, and I've been Stephen Purden, and I've been Gredo, and you've been the best football audience podcast in Scotland. See you next week, guys. Audio Frontier.